hi, I'm Zanzi. Nolutanda Ngakani here, and I am the head of news at Health for Mzanzi, the new baby sister publication of Food for Mzanzi. Now, Health for Mzanzi is not just a regular publication about disease and illness. At Health for Mzanzi, we unpack the complex but cohesive relationship between our health and food. Joining me on this podcast, my colleague and co-sister, Sinesi Potom. Hey Lules, and to our listeners, welcome back to Sisters Without Shame, a no-holds-barred podcast that is proudly brought to you by Health from Zansi, where you don't ever have to suffer in silence with those medical shames ever again. We are your sisters in shame, Mzanzi, and every week we will hold your hands as we unpack those ever so embarrassing health questions you would not dare ask in public. This podcast is a safe space and a judgment-free zone, baby. So if you are having sleepless nights from terrifying stomach groans, or even if you are struggling with bad breath, no problem. You have tuned in to the right place. Summer is almost here and I am frankly ready to wrap up September. September is a month of horror sometimes in South Africa. Yes, it's spring, you have allergies to deal with and the anxiety that comes with the long weekend on Heritage Day. For us single folks though, long weekend was meat filled and relaxed. Now I am patiently waiting for December. I think if you're in a relationship and your person did not get married this weekend, I shame or winner at life or champion. Njolo is really a pandemic lose, but we have a friend in crisis to attend to. Now, as our listeners know, on every episode, we will listen to a voice note, read a WhatsApp, or email message received from a Health Form Zanzi reader. Remember, your messages are confidential and we will never mention your name unless you want us to. Who is our friend in crisis this week, Sine? This week, we have a voice note from Mahi Keng in the Northwest. Hello, Lulu. Hello, Sine. I really love peanut butter, man. I love peanut butter and usually have at least two spoonfuls at breakfast, lunch, and supper. But recently, it has been giving me stomach cramps, nasty burps, and causing very violent farts. I eventually realized that it was the peanut butter, so I eliminated it and proof had no symptoms. I experimented with adding it back and it caused instant stomach pains and vomiting. Then I was convinced that I had a bad batch of peanuts and I tried a low-calorie peanut butter powder. But the same symptoms returned. I'm only 22. How do I know if I am allergic or have a peanut intolerance? Sometimes your body does things that are downright unexplainable. Imagine eating peanut butter for years and then suddenly it just decides to betray you. On Health from Zanzia, I also explore some myths on food allergies and food intolerance. Food allergies seem to be on the rise, but misconceptions about them often get in the way of a condition being properly diagnosed and treated. This week, I had a chat with clinical dietitian Bernice Fenter, who gave a little more clarity on what the difference is between food intolerance and food allergies. She also explained the process of an immunoglobin E test, or an IgE test. This test tests food intolerance in the blood. We're talking about food intolerances and allergies and stuff. What are the symptoms then of food intolerance? And how would people know if they had a food intolerance? 
a lot of people don't understand that it could be a food intolerance and essentially it is a reaction or immune reaction to certain foods where your body is building up inflammation to alert your immune system that there's some kind of foreign object in the body. And it all comes down to that gut integrity and helping with a more healthier gut, reducing that gut inflammation so that any food that you're taking in can actually be absorbed as nutrients can be used and it won't leak through and actually cause more of this immune reaction, which then can cause more food intolerance symptoms. So typically when people start asking the question of food intolerance, it's when they've checked for what if, if they've had food allergies and then nothing has come up. And when they just constantly have inflammation or inflammatory symptoms like gut problems, bloatedness, you know, anybody who's got any inflammatory issues like arthritis, it just doesn't go away, migraines. So really anything where you go, nothing I've tried helps. I need to figure out what else it could be. And typically it could be a food that is just causing this unnecessary inflammation in the body. Just out of curiosity, I know like sufferers of GERD especially will get like, you know, things like that. They call it silent reflux, but then it's like symptoms of almost like, you know, sinus and stuff. Do you mind unpacking that kind of situation for me as well? There's different reactions. And when we look at food intolerances and allergies, they're called immune mediated responses. So it's our immune system that's reacting to it and saying, look, I'm not happy with this. We've really got to get all of our antibodies in our body to fight this thing. Sometimes we do get a sensitivity, which is like a histamine response, or you're not reacting to a histamine response, or to lactose. So those two together, we actually test genetically to see if you can break down lactose. And that's often the confusion when people think when they get milk, they get like, you know, that stuffy nose, or they get a bit of phlegm in their throat. That could sometimes actually be the lactose, which means you don't make the enzyme lactase to break that down. But that we actually test through your genetics and you also get something called that overload of histamine response where you know if it's a change of season you might get a lot of sinuses some people who eat pineapple for example is quite high in histamine will get a bit of a burnt tongue or a scratchy throat that's an overload of histamine which also means you don't make the enzyme to break that down which is more from a genetic point of view where here we're looking more from the side of are you building up inflammation which is alerting your immune system which is trying to fight this food when it's actually there to do good and feed you. So that's generally the difference. The biggest confusion we also get is when people will have a lactose-free milk and say, oh, you know what? I'm not having dairy. It's not the case. You're just eliminating the carbohydrate lactose, but the protein in the cow's milk is what we test through food intolerances. So some people could tolerate a cow's milk protein, but just be sensitive to the lactose, then lactose-free milk would work. But for people who have a food intolerance towards cow's milk protein, we'd need to go for a complete alternative like rice milk or almond milk or soy milk, nothing that contains cow's milk to help with that food intolerance. That's very interesting. Just do the elimination and just get it over and done with it. But it's so much deeper, you know? Exactly. It's a lot more detailed than we actually expect. You know, what then is the difference between, you know, food intolerance and an allergy? A lot of people think, oh, they they might have an allergy, but allergies are just with certain foods, like we've seen nuts, soya, you know, your wheat sometimes, shellfish, 
And allergies are typically your reaction is within two hours. So it's almost immediate. And most of the time it's actually quite deadly. So you need to go to the hospital or you, you swell up, you can't breathe, your tongue swells up. So allergies, the biggest definer there is it's within two hours that you have a reaction and it's pretty severe. Where a food intolerance, because if it's alert to your immune system and you build up that inflammation, it can take up to 72 hours. So even up to three days to start seeing the reaction. So let's say you are intolerant to, let's like use peas, you know, like green peas, the vegetable. And only three days later might you have a bit of bloatedness or crampiness or gassiness in your gut. By then, it's so difficult to pinpoint what you ate. Was it the breakfast or was it the peas three days ago? And that's where the food intolerance test comes in to help you identify which foods you react badly to so that you know what to look for from three days ago from what you ate. So the biggest difference is allergy reaction within two hours. Food intolerance can be up to 72 hours of seeing a symptom. And the allergies are are pretty severe, but the food intolerances aren't as severe, but obviously it causes a bit of a poor quality of life because you're constantly bloated or your constantly tummy's running or then it's constipated. So it's just more about long-term, these food intolerances can cause a bit of uncomfortableness and a poor quality of life. How then do food intolerance tests work? Do you have to go to a doctor to do it? Or is it something that you see for yourself? Like you just said, like you wait, or time will tell. (laughs) And that's what all the studies have shown now. You know, food intolerance testing or this IgG testing is very new, especially in South Africa. And so the studies have shown that in the past we've done elimination diets. But first of all, that takes a while. Sometimes people are eliminating foods they don't even have to eliminate. So, you know, you'd rather want to look at what does the result say? What does your result? and let's get down to it and eliminate what is necessary. These just help equip you to get there faster and to be a bit more specific. The other thing is we often eliminate just the culprits that we think like gluten and cow's milk. You know, those are the easy ones. Shame. I mean, poor gluten and cow's milk. They always get the blame. And it's not always the case. So, you know, here with a lot of the food intolerance tests, we look at 222 foods. You know, so there's such a variety. We look at nuts and vegetables and even things like gelatine or even um, like your cocoa, etc. So we can really get a broad picture of a lot of different foods that can give you that reaction, not just the typical ones that we blame on. And so the, the test, you get different ones. You get a rapid one where you can, you know, do a finger prick and you can literally do it right then and there on your desk and see which foods come up. But those are generally about 20 foods that we test. But if you're doing the full spectrum of 222 foods and the most accurate way is to actually send it off to a lab and let them run it through the technology to determine how many antibodies do you build up against certain foods. Some reports will show the red foods, you know, you're highly intolerant to, let's say, five different foods, and then it will show how many antibodies you've built up against that. Because remember, now it's your immune system responding. Like cow's milk could come up as 105 units per mil of antibodies, and peas could come up as 30. So now we know cow's milk is far more elevated than peas are. You know, we want to eliminate both, but cow's milk definitely gives a more intense reaction. So a blood test, fortunately, it's not going to draw vials and vials of blood. It's actually like a simple little finger prick, like you test your cholesterol or your sugar, you know, yearly at a clinic. So it's a finger prick and all they need is about one mil of blood in a tube. So you can, of course, go to your doctor to do this, but you can also do it at home. 
It's really safe. Um, they give you in, in the pack, they give you a lancet, a little finger prick thing in a vial, basically just clean it, prick your finger and you drop the blood in until you get about one mil. And you can package it all up and send it back to the lab. So it's a really easy at home test. But of course, some people don't like to prick themselves. So they would prefer if somebody else does it. And of course, you can then just go to the practitioner, um, you know, whoever does offer these tests and they can do it for you. But quick and easy. Five minutes, I'd say max. So um, then what do you do then if you find out that you are intolerant to something? Do you then have to cut that out of your diet forever? No, fortunately, that's the beauty of food intolerances. Most people with food allergies would probably need to avoid those foods for quite a long time. Some people do grow out of them, but for the most part, they need to avoid. With food intolerances, what we'd like to do is eliminate those highly elevated foods, the foods that come up with high amounts of antibodies, and uh, we eliminate those for three months. So the point here is to reduce the exposure of this food to the gut and work on gut repair at the same time. It doesn't help you eliminate these foods, but you're not healing your gut because, of course, we want to reintroduce these foods later so that your gut can handle it and you won't have that immune response. So we work on gut repair with a bit of fiber, probiotics, a few other supplements that are needed, a bit of glutamine to repair. And then after three months, you can actually start reintroducing these foods again that you've eliminated and see what the reaction is. So let's take, for example, it's peas that you've now had to eliminate. You would then, after three months, eat peas today and you would wait four days. If there's no reaction, if there's no symptom that you previously had before, you can then reintroduce peas back into your diet, which is so great. If you unfortunately do have a reaction within those four days, you need to eliminate it for a year. So some people would need to probably eliminate one or two foods more longer term, but most of the foods can be reintroduced again. We just need to listen to our bodies and see how we react to them once we've reintroduced. You know, can your kids also get tested for food intolerance? Yes, definitely. So because we test 222 foods, we obviously want a nice exposure. We want our bodies to be exposed to a range of different foods for the test to be accurate. So we do suggest that you only test children after two years of age to make sure they've got a nice variety, you know, varied diet. Lots of kids at a younger age are still only eating one or two types of foods or they're not getting a nice variety in. So it is better then to test after two years for it to be as accurate and reliable. Of course, if you are allergic to a certain food, we don't recommend, obviously, that you then include it for exposure because you are allergic to it. So we'd leave that out completely. If you have been eliminating, let's say, gluten because you thought that was what was giving the issues, we do recommend to just have one or two gluten types of foods before you test just to see how your body would react, you know, on the test to see what that exposure is like and how many antibodies you build up against it. But yeah, if you are allergic, don't include it. And then for children, after two years, we can get a nice variety of foods in there. Thank you for joining this week's episode of Sisters Without Shame, Panice Fenter. Remember to check out the detailed article on allergies and food intolerance on healthformzanzi.co.za. Now remember, if you are in a medical jam, you can send an email to hello at healthformzanzi.co.za. That's H-E-L-L-O at healthformzanzi.co.za. Or send us an SOS to 076-132-0454. That's 076-132-0454. We will never blue tick you, Baba.
Ooh, shame. I feel like every episode of Sisters Without Shame is a journey. Again, there are things that I must assess. Maybe it's time to wave goodbye to gluten in my life because all those symptoms of intolerance Bernice mentioned, I do have. What's the take-home message for you this week, Sine? Imagine not eating gluten though. I'm sorry, but I'm a pasta stan. For me this week, I'm amazed at the number of foods that can be tested for intolerance. We always blame the usual suspects like dairy, gluten and shellfish. Gandhi, it could be a pea causing you all this grief. Sometimes leave gluten alone. I also can't imagine an existence without gluten. Oh girl, gives me anxiety. <laughs> that brings us to the end of episode 9 of Sisters Without Shame. Proudly brought to you by Health from Zanzi. From me, Lulu Nakani. And me, Sirisipo Tom. Have a great week and remember to show us some love by sharing this podcast with a friend. <laughs>